Welcome to the Seth Barbian on podcast from startup to stock exchange. I'm here today with Tony Mack, who's become a friend. I'm really impressed by what he's accomplished in the past and what he's about to accomplish with his latest venture called Verpax. Tony, nice to see you. Nice to see you. you. Great. Talk about the company. Why don't we start from the beginning? Because a lot of the people watching this are of all shapes and sizes, meaning they're coming from the investment community, they're coming from the startup community, they're coming from the public markets, and you've tasted every step of the way, um, public, private. Tell us a little about where you're coming from and what Verpax is. Yeah, so so Verpax has been set up to to really uh, be a, a company focused on paying. Most of our products are non-paying products. In fact, all of them are non-paying products. They, they fit with a program called the, the President's Initiative on opioid uh, drug abuse and addiction. And they cover the gambit from post-op pain to acute, acute pain to moderate to severe pain, all non-opioid products. And this is a hot topic now. Like I've seen a lot of press about the industry and about... Um, different types of people trying to come up with solutions. So timing is pretty, uh, yeah, pretty we, interesting. We think we're in a unique position in that we have non-opioid products in development that meet all of the needs, whether it be neuropathic pain, post-op, or acute pain. And we're, we're putting ourselves, we think, in a position where we'll be the only company out there with that kind of pipeline. Now, there are companies that are dabbling in one or the other, but no one has the pipeline that we have right now okay. uh, as far as development is concerned. Now, you know, I'm always impressed when we, when I speak to entrepreneurs or CEOs of publicly traded companies, I'm always impressed when they've, they've accomplished something, they've become a success. But to do it again and again and again is like, okay, what's the secret sauce? What's the formula you have? <laughs> Tell me a little bit about some of the success stories that you've had up until this point. Okay. Uh, so the first company that we started was a company called Prosolis. That company was started in 2009 now. I'm not going to say that, you know, I knew everything there was to know about what the plan was. But that build out really propelled us into Silex story and the Verpac story. Had a very good partner. His name was Juan Mantel. And we were interested in developing topical products, really just formulation work. We morphed into doing manufacturing. But one of the things that we always talked about was taking old products that existed and making them new again, we would call them. In the topical area, you can do that because it's kind of evolved from reservoir patches to pressure-sensitive adhesive patches to hydrogel patches to the last patch that we just did with Silex, which was a hot melt system technology. And each time they get better. They either get better because they stay on the skin better, they get better because they look more pleasing. We call it pharmaceutical elegance. They, they look better on skin. Pharmaceutical elegance. Yeah, I like that term. <laughs> we use okay. that term. And, and, and you could see it where you took an estrogen patch that Juan Mantel took, right? You took it, and it was a big cumbersome patch. And, and really, women wore it because they had to. But then he made it into a smaller patch. They call it the Valdot. They didn't change anything. It was the same delivery system that they had. It just made it smaller. Okay. Well, it grew into a $500 million product. Yeah. So... Because the barrier to entry for topical products is so difficult, those that know how to make them better, when they do get on the marketplace, they can demand a pretty good market. Okay. And, and you can see that. So that that was what we morphed into with Prosolis. Now, I wanted to take Prosolis and make it into a commercial company, right? Because that was my background, commercial sales. Okay. Um, uh, but my partners at the time wanted to keep it where it was. We were the 
transdermal or topical think tank. And that's what we wanted to remain. So that was the idea. I said, okay, even though I started that company, I said, okay. And I st- said, I'm going to start a company called Silex. Silex because okay. I would like to take those same, that same concept, make the old <clears throat> new again, and commercialize them. Uh, I didn't end up doing a product with Persola, so that, that was the intent because we found a really cool technology in southern Japan. It was the uh, hot melt system technology, which allowed us to use the same size patch, thinner, and use less active and have the same bioequivalence that the leading brand had, which was Lidoderm. Let me, let me interrupt you there for a second. You know, this is the second or third time that we've met, and what, what was most impressive the first time that we met is your knowledge and your terminology. You know, I, I was just at a conference uh, last week, and I, uh, I spoke with the CEO of a firm, Unroll. Okay. And, you know, it's basically this technology company, a software company. And I was fascinated by the fact that he told me that he had no background in, in coding. He just surrounded himself with the right people and learned the lingo. And it ended up being, a, you know, a pretty successful company. I'm sitting with somebody like yourself. You're throwing out all these terms like transdermal elegance. I would swear that you have a background in chemistry. You are a doctor. You know, retired and now exploring, but that's not the case. That is not the case. That's so not the case. How do you how do you become a leader in this pharma world without that background? Well, it, it, it's it's I know pain because I've been training in the pain background, so that that helps me a lot because okay. I came up through Purdue Pharma, spent a lot of years there, taught and trained a number of representatives when I was there. Uh, then um, I went to Indo, which had a topical product. So I knew a little bit about the topical products. I didn't know much about formulating them and stuff like that. Still really don't know. Know the lingo, know the terminology. But it was when we started Prosolis. I mean, that's when I really got that background, really, on how to build out a facility. We built out a facility. How to build out the topical, what, what equipment we needed to so put you learn as you went along. As we went along. Now, I had a great instructor there because okay. I had Juan Mantel with me. And Juan Mantel was the chief technology officer for a firm called Novin Pharmaceuticals. Okay. So during that six years of building out, and then really, even though I was the president of that company, I was really business development. I'm still business development, right? So I, I have to learn how to sell our assets. I, I think every business is, is, is business development Absolutely. or sales. Listen, when I was an attorney... I recognized that the senior partner was like the rainmaker. And I was like, oh, I want to be a rainmaker. But at the end of the day, you're selling. You're, you're selling, selling legal services. You're selling pharma services. Um, you're selling accounting services. You're selling. So and you, you have to know when you're talking to folks, if we're selling our services, I have to know a little bit about them. So we're selling the companies like with Purcell, so selling the companies like Alvagen, Mission PharmaCal. You know, we're talking to all of these big names. companies. You can't, the, you, can't, you can't fake it. I can't fake it, right? I got to go in and I got to know this stuff. Or at least got to know them enough to sell our services to them so that they could end up mm-hmm. using them. And in the case of Persolis, we ended up out licensing three products to Mission PharmaCal and two to Alvagen. Okay. And Alvagen, they like the company so much. And like I said, we were a think tank. That's what we we're going to do. We weren't going to get in the manufacturing. We ended up getting all of our money up front. Because Alvagen couldn't get a deal done with 3M, and they wanted to build out manufacturing. So that facility went from doing no transdermal products to doing 50 million patches a year. Okay. Um, Again, let's fast forward to... to So fast forward here, we sold the company to uh, Mission PharmaCal, who was a partner. Okay. Um, I then started Silex. 
Silex then had an asset we called ZT Lido. We took that product through development. At around 2016, we sold the company to Sorrento Therapeutics. Okay. Sorrento Therapeutics. Success story number like 42. This is, this is okay. the next, this is the next okay. one, uh, which was a good sell. You know, all the investors that came into both of these assets, they, they doubled or tripled or quadrupled their money in the case of Prosolis. In the case of, of, of um, Salix, we went from the initial investment of $5 million, and the company was valued around $70 million when we sold it to um, sold it to Mission, I mean, to um, Sorrento okay. in 2016. Now, we didn't raise that capital until 2014. And 2016, we, wow. we sold it out to these guys. So, so that was, those are critical points. Part of the condition was that we get the product approved. So we finished the rest of those studies. The product was approved in 2018, February 2018. I had since then started Verpax. And as soon as, you know, we did our end of it, I left in March. We then acquired those assets, the, the spray film technology, which is a DF, and we call it DSF-100. Uh, okay. And we acquired the liposomal product, which is the <clears throat> LBL-100. So we acquired those, those, particular, um, those particular assets. Now, one thing that, you know, we, we always talked about the names of the company. ProSolis, which is a Franciscan high school, as I told you, meant standalone. Uh, Silex was science and Lex was law. Uh, Verpax has a, has a different story. Uh, I, I want to hear this because, you know, so many times there are companies that are ready to start. Right. And instead of getting out of the gate or focusing on how to make money or how to get their product out, They'll spend six months on like, oh, what's a cool name? And they'll, you know, play around with Google and, you know, they'll try to come up with the perfect name. I'm a big believer in the name is what you make of it. Right. But I'm always fascinated. I'm like, okay, so how do you get to that point where you decide what the name is? So tell me the verb. Yeah, I mean, mean, so, so, you know, when we, when I think of it, I thought of Persolis as we were a think tank. So we stand alone. Silex, I just happened to have partners that were lawyers. So Lex meant law. Science is what we do. Okay. But Verpax was a little different. Uh, Verpax came from uh, the, the product that we acquired, LBL100, which is a liposomal delivery system. And the formulation company is a company called Lipicure, and they're out of Israel. Okay. So, um, at first time being in Israel. Uh, this point, when, when were you there? I was there, in, I was there at the end of 2016. 2016. 2016. Jerusalem, Tel Aviv. Jerusalem, Tel Aviv. Okay. Spent more time in Jerusalem. Falafel, really, falafel, shawarma. Okay. I, I love the food. I <laughs> ate as much as I could eat there when I was there. Um, but Dr. Barinholtz took us around, and, and we had a tour guide at one point, and then sometimes, you know, some of the folks on Lipper Tour took us. But when I was there, it's unique because, you know, you see military armor everywhere you go. Right. And you see young people, you know, 18, 19 year olds. 18 years old. They're and, they're, and they're young. They're, and, and you see them out there. And, and one of the things I saw was some of those same young folks out of uniform. You know, they're running in and out of the store, look like just young folks. Yeah. And I'm, I'm asking Dr. Bearholz, should we be okay with this? And he goes, Tony, they have to carry their weapons with them wherever they go, vacation or wherever. Right. But as we got closer to, you know, the, uh, the old city, it was, they were really pleasant kids to me. I call them kids, but they're adults, right? Um, uh, but when we got closer, it was a little bit more serious. And we saw them with, you know, they're, they're with collars, like almost like metal collars around their necks. Okay. And, um, you know, the whole time I was there, all everywhere you talk, everybody talked about peace. So I'm giving you the first part of the name of the company. PAX means peace. Wow. 
The the, okay. the the other part of it came from seeing those young folks with the college. We have heroes here in the United States. I mean, our, our guys are just as much heroes oh. as they are there. But when you see them up close and personal, and you see them, and you see the collars, and, and the collars to prevent to, the collars are there are to prevent from getting stabbed from getting stabbed right. in their necks, in the neck, right. and they're being murdered right on the streets because right. you know of, of of who they are. And and I thought that that's a hero. Anytime you die for a cause, right, exactly. and it's a great cause in which you're trying to protect something that's valuable, you're a hero. And so Burr is hero. And so that hero, gets the name of the year award. So that's on Burr Pax. That's that's Amazing. Heroes of Peace. Amazing. And um, so that's the name of our company, and it came from my great trip to Israel and Tel Aviv. A name like that, you've got to be successful. Yeah, that's, that's right. We got. We're going to okay. be a successful right. company. We're going to. We're going to do this thing right. We got the right people around us. We've done it before. Some of those same people are with us now. You know, we have Dr. Uh, Eric Floyd, who's a regulatory expert. Dr. Jeff Gooden, who you guys have seen, he's the chief medical officer. Dr. Lucy Russell, mm-hmm. who's been in the industry forever with you know companies like Purdue, where I met her, um, Teva, and J and J. So we have a really good team around us. We did a great partnership with a group called um, Cineos, uh, which is really almost like a, we signed an MSA with the group. So they can kind of help us through the regulatory slash clinical pieces, and they help us with some of our submission work. So we have really good people around us. You know, great well, listen, it, it sounds like one of the secrets of success is to have a phenomenal relationship with all these different types of partners. I know that you've mentioned you travel Nonstop, nonstop. Europe, international. Yes. Here, you you come back and forth like I sit on the LIE every day, going back to Long Island. Um, how important are those relationships to getting the company to a level of success? Part of our mission is, hey, listen, we are we want to commercialize the products here in the U.S., but we need partners to launch the products in other countries, and we also need to know what their regulatory authorities have to say about products like ours. And can we commercialize them there? So having strategic partnerships in countries like, you know, we go to London, right? We go to Ireland and we go to Germany and we're in Spain. But having those relationships, they get us to a point that, you know, it makes it makes the journey a little bit smoother. Um, we do have to share some, right? Because now we can't, we have to license those products out to those particular companies. Okay. And so um, it just makes us smarter. I think what having great partners make us smarter. Now, we're selective on our partners. We want partners that are familiar with pain. We want partners that have a track record. Sometimes those partners are not little partners. They're, they're much larger partners sure. because we also not only want Europe, but we want South America. Right. We want to have an entree into companies like Japan if, if we have to. And some of those larger companies in you, EU, they have relationships already there in, in China. So um, we're structuring agreements now so that we can smoothly go into, you know, the, the coming year with a, a good partner uh, for us. Um, in is, there, is there anything about Verpax that we should just uh, leave leave the viewers with? Uh, um yeah, I a little think sprinkling of uh, what's to come. I, I think now you see uh, a company that has a, um, a, a liposomal delivery product that is definitely going to be the next generation of what you would use for a post-op pain product. This product actually will control pain for 96 hours. 
It's a unique delivery system. It's a really a first-time in-class delivery system. You have the topical product that we have now, which is the um, DSF-100, which is the NSAID product that we have, again, for acute sprains, strains, and contusions. One piece that we want to add to it is something for severe pain. So what I would look for in 2019 is a product that would, would, we would have in development that would um, be a non-opioid product that would treat moderate to severe pain. Okay. I mean, that's, that's, that's a sprinkling that, uh, that's that's a sprinkling. that gets exciting. That's a sprinkling. Um, all right. Well, terrific. Tony, thank you so much for uh, taking the time. All righty. I would shake your hand, but being that uh, I, I fractured my finger, I would be in need of your pain medication. That's what I, we got this So I'm just going to say thank you very much. All right. For being all right thank all you. Right, thanks. All right.